one uh, manifestation for five, a fear manifestation, is actually the monologuing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the it's oh, like, a, good. like an oversharing spew. Hearing you guys talk about like, oh, whatever, what is considered true has to be bullshit or however you guys framed it. It's just like really puts into perspective of like, oh, I'm the six fix because that is insane. That is like <laughs> crazy lunacy that will just, you, well, that's like how flat earthers got here. big hormone enneagram. John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-praise, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-praise sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 traffic. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-praise with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 traffic. Like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify and uh, leave us a review. If you want to support the show with a donation, you can find us on Venmo at Big Hormone and paypal.me forward slash Big Hormone. All right. So my plug real quick is uh, formally announcing the Egypt trip uh, with my friends Lena and Diana. We're going to be going March 3rd to the 14th, 2024. Uh, go to EgyptRetreats.com. Uh, to get info about it. I've, you know, I spoke uh, plenty about Egypt on this pod, but um, just to say a little bit about it, I think Egypt is incredibly inspiring and transformative for anybody who's ever gone there. And we're going to go looking at the origins of the Enneagram, the fourth way, the Western spiritual tradition through the symbolist lens. Uh, it should be really good, really fun. We're going to be on a fucking boat for five days. We're going to go to uh, Cairo, Abydos, Luxor, Aswan, drift down the Nile swim in the Nile, and um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, and Lena and Diana are great. They both uh, you know, teach yoga and all the kinds of other healing stuff, and Lena's a chef and gonna be overseeing the food. So it should be very uh, um, very fun and very profound, like serious and fun at the same time in a way that I feel like, you know, like speaking to the four of us here and those affiliated with us, that we, it's like a weird brand of fun and profound that we bring. Um, and so this will be like a real pilgrimage. I'll say you know, more about it as it goes down, gets closer to date, but there is a early bird special um, that ends on like October 15th. So it's a little expensive, it's $4,400, uh, but prices in Egypt are a lot right now. So, um, and I think it'll, I, it is a lot of money. We're not making much at all. Uh, it is about the trip and oh, private, uh, meditation in the in the Great Pyramid as well. So pretty amazing shit, and you'll get the full John esoteric fourth way download, all that kind of shit. So um, hope hope you all sign up. EgyptRetreats.com. Cool. Wait, we should probably, if you want, do another Egypt episode to sort of promote it. Yeah, that'd be great. Does your five things have anything to say about Egypt? <laughs> it can come up with a few things, maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just, if you could scrape some things together for next know, week. Just, I've, I've not too long, that. but you know. I don't, yeah, not... <laughs> don't kill us. Just a brief but, overview. Yeah. Give us a good 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, don't worry about anything. <laughs>
I think the anger thing could be kind of cool. We yeah. can make that like a series of like how does each head type experience fear? Because I know a lot mm. of sevens, oh, especially seven wing eights that just like don't relate to being fearful when it's, you know, like then why are you always on the run? It's because if you're still for half a second, you'll fall into a pit of suicidal depression. Yep. That's yep. fear. <laughs> and that's exploring five fear could be really interesting too because... I don't think five manifests as like fear in the way that everybody experiences it, which is like this or imagines it, which is the six ish way. Um, but I think five and five fix the manifestation of fear is really obvious to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. How do you see it? Well, it's just like, I cannot consider anything outside because I could be led to the falsity. And so I have to, <laughs> I have to, it has to be love my own accord because you're going to lead me astray. you know, so there's like a way that like, the five depends on its own mindset because it's actually afraid of being led astray. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Emika, your word contaminated, there's like, like that in the mental center feels like you're, um, it is terror. There is a terror there. Like that doesn't kind of make sense. I think like, Mm -hmm. but there's like a terror of, uh, having bought into, like a a view of reality that is not your own you know that somehow you're you've been you know that movie like they live you know the movie i don't know if i've seen that one it's like an old 80s movie and you've probably seen like artwork based on it where it's like these guys wearing these oh yeah yeah special sunglasses and they look at like billboards and it'll have like obey consume mm-hmm. and yeah. then certain people when you look at it are like actually like zombie alien types that are pretending to be real people so you see like the dark forces in the whole world uh it's kind of like that it's not like a sixist like i might get hurt or something or like i don't know who's gonna who's gonna abandon me or not but it's like this thing of i'm like i'm i'm not in the world or something you know like i'm i'm i've bought into the mind control program or something like that hmm. It's kind of yeah. like wanting to have a wall in the mental space, you know? That's kind of gets at the contamination thing. Yeah. No, nothing should get in here or something. Yeah. Because if it did, like, I mean, it, just, it feels like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about, like, if something gets in, like, the whole edifice of orientation you've constructed has no significance and meaning, and it's all, like... It's all arbitrary, you know, it's all mm-hmm. meaningless. Yeah, I think one of the statements we came up with for five was just uh, sort of keeping people out because you don't want to, you don't want anything outside distracting from this focus that you have on, on this thing that you're trying to get to. So it feels like I'm getting, I'm discovering something and if I really focus, then I can really get there. And if someone comes in and disrupts that, then I'm going to, my focus on this thing that I'm trying to reach is going to be disrupted and if if you if you feel like you're just around the corner to, on landing on something and someone is like like trying to get in there it's like well i mean i lost it like mm-hmm. i i can't you know the thing that i was trying to get to is is gone now because now somebody's like getting me to look at stuff that doesn't have anything to do with that thing that i'm trying to get to mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely agree with you and i think but i think that that's like a like higher up fear like because i definitely have i have this like kind of physical jolt thing I do when I'm focusing and someone walks in or something but like like you know why do I need to be in that kind of focus as a five is because like it's a way to keep out 
not just to maintain the concentration, but the concentration is there to like keep resupplying my own orientation that is uniquely mine. Mm-hmm. And if it's somebody else's, something has influenced me, it feels like my yeah, inf- my brain <laughs> yeah. got raped. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, influence. Influence is like the word that comes to mind for me with all rejection. And I, I know that it's both hexad, but there is like a way that frustration likes to react against the influence, whereas rejection just doesn't want to deal with it at all. Like contamination to me is more of a rejection word than a hexad in general word. Hmm. Because it's like I cannot be... Um, I cannot be influenced at all because it will contaminate the like the project I've got going on. It'll contaminate my environment. If I'm if my environment's influenced, it'll be contaminated. It'll be fucked up. If my gaze, you know, like the way I see myself is influenced, it'll be contaminated and fucked up. And then the bad thing will happen, you know. And same with mm-hmm. the five. It'll be like led into hell or something. Another piece for me there that's maybe uh, getting at an aspect of the fear element is like if the five or five fix is so uh, zeroed in at really specific points, um, then in a way that's um, just not a good way to orient to the world in a, in the bigger field, right? It's like you're too focused into certain points and so you kind of don't know the map anywhere else mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's threatening does mm-hmm. that make Very sense true. yes no. yeah yeah and that's yeah. what keeps it like reinforces this is my niche yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah yeah that's really good actually yeah i it's like i knew that but there's like a, a way there's like a field that that's exposing where it's not necessarily just like a fear of influence, but it's like fear of ex- being exposed to what they don't know or something like that. It's, it's, it's kind of a fear of being small, right? Because mm-hmm. to be at these one hyper-specific points, you don't have this, this bigger, I don't know, wider strength or something mm-hmm. or size. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that's uh, interesting. what kind of comes to me with that is the like Lovecraft kind of, Mm-hmm. uh demon or you know like there are these existential beyond comprehension too big of monsters mm-hmm. and you know the the avarice uh you know, it comes from a sense that like myself my personhood is not like robust enough to like yep. be fully exposed in the world like that's yep. it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a it's like a uh, poverty of of selfhood something mm. like that it comes up in radiohead songs tom york has a five wing four where mm. there's this big something uh that is maybe even represents you know that uh i don't know wider uh robust i don't know muscularity or something that the five doesn't have or something mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know Radiohead's uh, music very well, but um, I mean, I think that's like the, you know, the, the eight line of five mm-hmm. is suddenly like, I'm not so big, you know, like I'm, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not so generative. I'm not so like, like this push only has so much gas mm-hmm. right. and I got to kind of like interesting. retract. I'm, I'm overexposed or something. Hmm. That's kind of cool. 
is there a similar kind of thing we could do with the two's line to eight? Um, I know it's the other direction. Eight's line to two? No, you, two's line. To, I mean, two, two's line to eight. Like something, some, it's, it's just all like rejection stuff, I guess. You're just curious about like what it means when two goes to eight? Yeah, kind of like playing with that same thing. Like if that's a running theme with rejection, but I, I'm not necessarily saying that it is. But and it meaning the smallness of self. Yeah, the like, like I like the idea of five, kind of like, um, the the five line to eight is kind of being willing to be like I can't remember David how you said it, but like girthier or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And the the eight line to five kind of recognizing, oh, there's limits here. Let me go back and like reassess kind of. Never mind. I'm yeah. just no, going I, off in a direction. I, know, I think I'm following you. It's just some some of the words you'll say is like that. You'll use that. And then I can't quite know what that is that you're referring to. But I think with like uh, two going to eight, I mean, there's a certain, it's still in reaction to shame, but it's there's a sort of shamelessness in a certain way too, where they are, you know, they're giving gaze, they're offering attention and seeing and healing. And then um, there's a control in that in just two's like home base of at two, you know. But then when they go to eight, it's sort of like uh, making that subtle control and that like loving control, then just fucking over control. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, here it is. And I'm taking like, like I'm giving gaze and, and, and it's like this movement from gaze to space. Like I'm taking space now mm. and, and making, because I have given you gaze, you're now part of my territory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that, there's like a, there's that possessive thing where it's like, I'm not just like, you're not a separate object that I'm loving and seeing and delivering to. It's like, oh, now, you, now you're in the boundaries and I get to say what co- goes on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's such a scary line. Had some experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that could be an interesting kind of series is exploring fear and all the head types, shame and all the heart types, anger and all the body types. I mean, I think we just did a pretty good job with five. Yeah. yeah. We just keep going with six and seven. All right. I'm let's close go. The six, the fearless. <laughs> the fearless Fear type. itself. <laughs> yeah fear of the lies so what all right so we're finishing we're going to finish fleshing out five and then we'll move on to the fearless six (laughs) so like i I guess the gist of what you were saying is that it's the core of it uh, the reason the beneath the need to focus on this one thing is this fear of being overwhelmed by the world being overwhelmed by outside influence i mean uh, by the rest of the map basically yeah and and i the like the way what i said it was like it feels like like your mind being raped i think Mm -hmm. is the real fear like i think that like i've experienced that kind of fear Mm -hmm. and given the way i've observed fives like just putting that energy into needing it to be not only uh like an original perception, but also like the the schizoid distance they're putting between themselves and reality 
mm-hmm. you know, is this don't contaminate me. I think like deep violation. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same thing with eight. I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. rejection fear is this like profound sense of violation that they're needing to put a huge wall up against, but it's mm-hmm. like through the lens of their center. Yeah. 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 That makes, that makes sense. Cause I mean, they're- even when it, when it five is like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on myself and I'm going to be more in contact with reality. It's like, but not here. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and I don't even know, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe you guys can offer, but like, like how even you, you work on that. Well, partly to that point, um, one of the things with five is, you know, uh, let's say wanting to be more in the world, which requires a certain kind of, uh, more contact with presence in your own body and fives are let's say uh trying to do that if they're trying to do that with the mind right mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. one of the the flaws let's say is they're trying to put it together in a granular mental way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. me and joseph when we did our four on four thing, um, talks about getting stupid as a like mechanism of overcoming fourness. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I think yeah, fiveness, fiveness is a similar thing. But I'm curious, like uh, nothing's coming to me at the top of my head. But like, what would it mean for five or five fix to get more receptive in the head center? Mm-hmm. Like, what if they're afraid of opening to something? Like how? Like, how can they actually open without just burrowing more into a schizoid space? Like, what's the difference between opening and contamination? I wonder if it's more of like, uh, at least the way I experience it for me is, like, I decide where, where and how I'm going to be open. So if, if I say, this, th- these are the open channels, and I can do open here in this mm-hmm. contained zone, I mean, that's part, one of the biggest things of the last five years or whatever is just learning how to have different zones of openness. Uh, so it's still in some, in some ways contained, but it's like, okay, here I'm open. Here I'm open. Um, so it's like, it's maybe like still controlling the unexpected open, opening. Like that's not going to happen. But if I'm going to decide that I'm going to be open here, then it's okay. I can I can create more zones of openness versus I'm just wide open to just, you know, be penetrated by whatever. So it's a, it's like permission basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big part of it I think is well, it was before it's like I wasn't open at all. Like I wasn't talking to anybody and I I could just I thought I could do everything myself. Now it's like all right, I can do openness in these little pockets here and here. But it still has to be contained. It can't be like a completely wide open thing. Yeah. You guys have any comments on the manifestation of fear for five? I know that's kind of similar to what we're talking about, but like, how can you tell when a fear, when a five is fearful? I guess it would be like, I mean, the first thing comes up is just like, like when anybody's triggered, they get more fixated in their type, right? So if they get even more granular, even more narrow, even more rejecting, That would be like the fear response, but I don't know. Like we, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go Uh, ahead. I was going to say one uh, manifestation for five, a fear manifestation 
is actually the monologuing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's oh, like, that's a, good. like an oversharing spew. Um, and it's and, so real. <laughs> uh, and it and it's a, usually always relative to their dominant instinct. Um, and it has the quality of, <clears throat> um, and this I guess is a a, a a reflection of the fear. It has a quality of um, you're not invited to the conversation. <laughs> I need to keep going down this one track, and uh, again, not going to be contaminated by, you know, what? Yeah, anybody else's thoughts. It's kind mm-hmm. of a one-way conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Conversation yep. is true. <laughs> yeah, it's like forcing out words to drown out any space right. for anybody else, and that's right. one of the things too that is like for for listeners confused about nine and five mm. is that like nines will like go on and on about some shit, but it's not the intensity of trying to drown you. No. Yeah. Uh, whereas like if five for how. Um, innocent small they can experience themselves and even come across when they're in that space it's like it's very draining for other people Mm -hmm. and it is like uh yeah just like like a fire hose coming at you Mm -hmm. fire hose no no way in and i've seen fives who um have been very influenced by an outside thing and i don't mean like the 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 negative orientation got in, but like, let's say uh, it's more like a their thinking is not actually original or as original as they want it to be, and mm-hmm. and they have to maintain this originality of insight narcissism. And so I've seen uh, fives like take other people's ideas and and speak on them as they're their own, and distort reality in kind of like um, you know we've talked about like where eight will kind of like distort reality like this is how it is and to kind mm-hmm. of not budge on that thing five will do the same thing whether it's like what the idea is or where it came from or how it developed and it's like this uh it is a greed you know it is an avarice of it's it's like not generous in the head center uh yeah. so it's like no 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 it's actually my idea and actually uh, if it's somebody else's idea it's actually because i put that my idea in them or head first and then it became my idea you know yeah. this kind of a thing yeah, fives are super overwhelming. <laughs> they're like completely either not there or they're so there you can't think for yourself. Yeah. It's I mean, funny that we, we uh, when we get these typing videos that uh, with the fives, you either get like, like almost like a mute person who's basically not giving you anything or you get one of these like spewing fives that just go on this long, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're giving too much. And it tends to be like the six wing fives that are the most secretive, paradoxically. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. the six wing fives are the most guarded. And even right. just as a fix, that's like one of the clues. Yeah. And, uh, and then the fives are going to be so comfortable with their separateness that they'll just spew mm-hmm. endlessly. This, this yeah. is all reminding me, too, of the, we've talked about it before, I think, way back. Um, the thing, uh, those drawings on the psychic structures. Yeah, thing mm-hmm. of Risa, where all three rejection types have this thick arrow going up. It's like this congealed uh, unidirectional energy that is, you know, has a force to it that's yeah. coming up from the unconscious or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. The yeah. The reject. Yeah. The, all of this like libidinal energy being forced out. Yeah. And it's you know in in the way Josh describes it with his developmental view centers thing is like like filling yourself up with gaze or filling yourself up with your own orientation or filling yourself mm-hmm. up with your own will so that it's like a, it is to drown out anything, anything that could come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Emma, with a five fix, how do you experience five fear? It is, uh, you know, from like the sexual instinct point of view, it does feel like there are these creative little pockets and and each one can produce something really unique. And I'm really identified with the sort of organism of each pocket. And, but in those spaces, I'm really open, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I start to experience my closed offness when those pockets, you know, some outside influence wants to contaminate what I think. It's like, oh, this is like really, you know, this is really distinct. And, uh, and so it's sort of like an experiential you know from the body centers like experiential zones of things and so like even like the zones for example that shit really fucks with me like if we have a bad zone like the fact that there's a holding environment and certain elements there and you have the wrong element i really feel that and um so that's sort of like that's that's you know five fix from the perspective of core eight holding environment uh it feels like my life is a series of pockets of zones where I experience uh, like a creative field and the elements that are in that field, that are allowed to be in that field is something that, and how they mix is something that I'm really identified with. And so when that's going wrong, that's like the worst fucking thing. Is there, is it like a scarcity of creativity that sort of your personality is kind of precious around? I wouldn't say it's a scarcity. It's just like, it's like the wrong, let's say like we're all musicians and we're making good music and I really like the music that we're making. It sounds great. I'm getting high off of it. And then the wrong, the person comes into the room and they just, the wrong musician, the wrong instrument, they're playing the wrong notes. And it's just that feeling of hearing the good music that you've been enjoying getting fucked up. That feeling of wanting to rip your skin off and smash something into the wall because it's like, everybody stop you leave you know that that you have to you know you have to remove that element and so uh i don't necessarily feel i just feel like uh create like finding some magical thing is hard to do and then once you find it it's like you're on this edge that can you can fall off that edge pretty pretty quickly and or pretty easily and so sort of like there's this, um, maybe it's an eight, five thing of you, you create a zone, you're trying to find a zone and it's really hard to get to. It's really hard to find it. And once you find it, it's like, everybody stay still. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or nobody else come in. Yeah. 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 Like we have some walls, right? Like like we, we got it. We got it. We got it. Like I used to hear about, uh, I was reading about miles Davis. We, we've, I think eight wing nine, five fix Mm self-press sexual. And, his work style was really interesting to me because he's like made some ridiculously inventive albums in jazz. And so what he would do is he would get like, like maybe four different musicians, but they're really different. Like they have different styles 
and he would put them together in a room and he'd just give like a very simple basic prompt and direction of here's where we're going to go but he's just sort of trusting their creativity to sort of like create some magical shit and and you look at these albums you're thinking like how the fuck did this happen with that little very little direction but it's partly like the right people with the right prompt and just you know maybe you sort of guide the chemistry as you go along like you know what to do to sort of like keep it on a certain track so it's this feeling of like there's like a sliver of something experiential that can be found and like once you find it it's like all right let's not let's stay here and let's make some magic and let's and so that's what it feels like and so when someone comes in and fucks it up it's like the level of rage because like you you like you can't get it back again it's like a uh you can't recreate it yeah, you know, like you, if you have it, and try to like, you know, get what you're trying to get out of it. But no, I really, really identified with that because that sort of magical moment, you can't like make it happen again the same way. You didn't agree, but the way I interpret that is like kind of a scarcity, you know, view. Mm, like that's true. And like I re- I res- resonate with that, that a lot that sense of like like if like like I mean what I think five really represents probably the clearest out of all the hexad types is how brittle mm. the hexad identities are mm-hmm. yeah and I think five just is the most like apparent flavor of that where it's like if anything. F- if anything moves this, <laughs> like it's all fucking start from scratch. You got to throw it all out after this. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. To, pretty to much. The point about brittle. I mean, like one the one of the images that comes up uh, with five a lot is an insect, like a hard shelled insect, and that gets at that smallness thing and the the brittle piece. Like, yeah, and the alien one, thing. Yeah, and the alien thing. There's this one. I'm contained in this one small space, and uh, because I'm small, I have to harden up even more, right? Something like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. If I think about it, it's, those magical moments are very scarce. Like, you don't, it's, it doesn't happen very often. And even, you know, just like the first zone where it's like we found something, and you know Josh is coming down the stairs, and, and David's like, "We're in the zone." That basically imagine my life is like a series of that. Like, like we have something, and then somebody walks in, is like, "Don't move." <laughs> that, that, that's my life. Don't even breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, most of the time you don't you don't have that. So like, whenever it feels like I'm I'm finding something, that's where I'm like, "Yo, just stay out. Don't even fucking." You know, we you know we got something here, but totally. outside of that, I feel really I feel flexible. But in that zone, it's like okay, this is it, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I uh, I get that way sometimes. Like just even a, in a like, I, basically, I I will go on these sprees of binging information, and it's kind of like piling so much shit in my head that it's like arranging the mental room where like I'm on the verge of an insight because these things are mixing at such a high vibration mm. that I'm like, if anything else comes into my brain right now, mm-hmm. I will kill everybody and myself because it's like, <laughs> right. 
it's like almost there. And I, right, I, right. I had these things where, yeah, it's like, it's like I can't let anything else tip the scales while it's like, mm-hmm. right. And um, yeah, and then I'll get fucking angry if anything, any feather or piece of dust in that mental palace hits wrong. Yeah. But I also get it like, like not in about information, but in terms of like my like creative vision with painting, like, you know, one of the things I feel grateful for is like, I, you know, I obviously have narcissism around originality of anywhere my ideas, but like my real, my precious is like, you know, like my art and my mm-hmm. like specifically not even the finished art, but like the, the vision that goes into it. And that's like why I didn't go to art school because I didn't want anything to contaminate right, right. my creative vision. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's like, it's, it's this thing where sometimes I get in like in the creative zone and it's just gotta be like, like even like the way my room is, is a sort of position to be all these inspiring creative like juicers to kind of hit me the right way. And I get, yeah, I get absolutely like this, like when I'm disturbed, it's like a very, it's like I'm, I'm disturbed. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Even talking about it is, uh. Sometimes, you know, I know you've asked me this before. So, like, you know, what are the things you're into? And it's like, how can I bring anyone into my mind uh, of, you know, what I'm currently trying to figure? I can't even talk about it because to talk about it now means that you are involved, which is unless it's like I've landed on the thing, what am I doing? You know, so that sense of... uh someone if you feel like you're on the verge of finding something uh, and sometimes it is like all right i'm i, I want to bounce this off somebody else now i'm ready sure. to you know show it to somebody but a lot of the things are just these little uh trails that you're chasing that you don't even know what is on the other side but it feels like you're on the verge of something <laughs> totally do you want to talk about six or seven how you doing alexander you okay yeah i'm good you yeah, know we can talk six. about Six, the type that feels no fear. <laughs> One thing that happens a lot um, in the whole typing space is that sixes, uh, at least half of them, I'd say, don't recognize fear and anxiety in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. It, and and, and it's a baseline. I mean, it, it gets to the point of, like we said before, like you can't use your lens or your set of sensors which are type based to look at your type right so if you're in a field that has a constant uh anxiety chatter let's say going at all times that's just baseline that's the water you're in so you're not seeing it mm-hmm. no. alexander do you ever experience fear <laughs> <laughs> i've never experienced fear in my life Fear is the mind killer. I experience you as fearless. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What's that Dune quote? (laughs) Fear is the... The mind killer. Yeah, yeah. But it's... What is the... It's the little death that brings total obliteration. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why six goes to nine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is kind of an interesting thing because, like, I'm six fixed... But there is a way that I didn't realize I had, I experienced any kind of like anxiety or fearfulness um, until like a few years ago, probably, you know, maybe like three or four by this point. But um, 
there was a while, you know, because it's, I guess it's similar to what David said. We're like, I experienced myself with a certain kind of like discernment and vigilance. But to me, that didn't feel like, like fear, like motivated by fear, which is crazy to think about now, because like, what else would that be motivated by, you know? Um, but I didn't experience it as being, I don't know, it's like fearing the worst. It was more just like a management mindset or something like that. Well, what do you mean management mindset? <clears throat> it was more like, um, I don't know, maybe this is where like, you know, and I'm not a core six, so like maybe there's, this is nine influenced, of course, but um, there was a way that it, it wasn't necessarily like I'm scared of something. It was more like... Um, it was more like, I'm just going to do what needs to be done uh, to prevent a certain like bad outcome. Like, it's just like simple math. You just don't want the bad thing to happen. So just do what needs to be done as, appo as opposed to like a certain kind of um, like running away from a monster or something. My experience with six is not, I don't know if this is entirely, there's a consider all possibilities thing. Like I have to run mm -hmm. through all possibilities in my mind about what could happen out of this situation and and it's very like automatic and in a lot of cases like kind of unconscious like because it's just like david was saying it's just the water they swim in mm -hmm. but like you know i mean even between you and i um sometimes we'll get into a thing because you're like a, you're like living 20 possibilities that may potentially stem from some choice or action or decision mm -hmm. or something like that mm -hmm. and I mean, you've had to, like, as we've, like, you know, learned how to regulate each other better, you've had to tell me, basically, that you're just going through possibilities and going to the end of them, and I just basically have to be patient with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense from where we're standing, you know, like, <laughs> that's not even happened yet, what are you talking about? Or that's very unrealistic, you know, I'm trying to, like, competency, mental fix it. And <laughs> she's like, but I don't yeah yeah well it's also just like i fucking i know it's not happening right now but it could happen and so we need to be prepared um but anyway that's the kind of like that is what i think is going to be the experience um six's experience of fear without it feeling like like a cinematic fear right it's going to feel like responsibility and pragmatism mm. and a preparedness and of course, these are things that obviously, yeah. of course, now in hindsight, especially, um, they are motivated by fear, right? The avoidance of the bad thing, as David likes to say. Um, but, but yeah, I don't like my dad is a six, it's a six wing seven with one and three. And um, I don't know if he, I don't know how much he relates to fear. I think he would much more be identified with with what I just said, with responsibility and with pragmatism and with a certain kind of logic, like log sixes love to say logic when it's really just fear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One way to say it to the, the fear thing or, or a way that it maybe more easily um, frames up consciously that sixes could identify with is uh, the need to know, mm -hmm. right? There's a, there's a, like, um, like doing my elemental frame up with the sundial thing where three is uh, the dawn, 
nine is sun at midday and six is sunset. So six is kind of the split between night and day, and it's going into the dark of not being able to see, not being <laughs> able good. to know, right? And you're split there, and you're worried that you're not going to be able to bring the light into the dark of the unknown, the light meaning that would be that would reveal what there is to be seen, what is unknown. Yeah, yeah. the guiding yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Because even to use Josh's developmental theory of the centers, like six is focused on on like collecting everybody's map, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. orientation. Um, in order to just like kind of mosaic the true map. You know, and I think like where six can really practice discernment, because I do think that is like a gift of a six that owns its mental center, Mm -hmm. um, is being able to discriminate what is good information and what is bad information. Um, Sixes are trying to collect every piece of the map Mm -hmm. uh, because it needs to know the whole thing. And so the withholding of information or with information being out of sight or just not in their reach is them just not knowing what's out there, you know? And there's a certain way that, um, that five is like willing to go see it for itself and that seven is willing to see it for itself. You know, it's, I could actually argue that, uh, but there is like a, um, like it seems like six needs every piece of the map as a starting point. And then it will discriminate through all of those pieces in order to like mosaic together the true map. Mm-hmm. One thing I'd uh, throw in there too is, I mean, the the point of that uh, sundial, uh, you know, attachment triangle piece is that each of the types, the three, six, nine, are doing something that's universalistic or something collective. <clears throat> so, with six, a piece of the pressure anxiety is that uh sixes are looking for the correct map not just for themselves but it's their responsibility to do it for everybody yeah true. yeah 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 that's good yeah. yeah that is really good i um was recently um had a typing interview with somebody who Based on our, like, we're not totally solid on his type, but I'm pretty sure he's an eight fix six. And he just, like, you know, he's been very thorough in his research and gone all over the place and everything, but he's, like, not a fearful guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he presents pretty tough. He's, he feels very certain. He's the one that starts a lot of, like, um, projects and things like this. And, and, um, but, yeah, so like he he couldn't relate to the 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 six that shows fear or even feels like afraid, and a lot of that seemed you know I was mentioning this to Alexandra and Alexandra pointed out well that, you know there's a little bit of the the nine there, like kind of in the in the fearful six. Not all nine fixed sixes are fearful, but like you know sometimes showing your fear or anxiety is a way to almost try to get the environment to. It's like you disown your will in the in the body sensor where the environment will take care of it or somehow or like, you know, sympathize. Is that am I paraphrasing right, Alexandra? Yeah, that's good. Um and so uh so yeah, but this kind of like needing to have it locked down kind of a thing. Needing to 
consider the possibilities, I think this person would probably relate to you more because he was not resonating at all with the likes the the fear of six. Um, mm. But he was really looking for like the right orientation, mm. you know. But had a very like so even though the phobic counterphobic thing, I think is like you know people make a lot of bullshit around that. There's a kernel of something in that that yeah. can be applied. One thing to look at is just how much the wings on six can influence that. Like six wing fives can, not in all cases, but they have such a much more self-contained version of what six wing sevens are up to. Like six wing sevens can, I want to get in everyone's mind. I want you to be in my mind all the right. time and know what I'm thinking. <laughs> And six wing fives don't seem to be doing that quite as much of like six wing sevens feel like every single time they have to refresh. Here's a download of what I'm thinking uh, just so that we can be connected or our head centers can be connected. And it doesn't feel like, um, and that feels way more anxious, of course, but six wing right. fives aren't doing that sort of like mind fuse thing. Um, <laughs> that's a good so, way to think about it it's like yeah. djing mental orientation mm -hmm. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here it's we like, are here it is here it yeah, is yeah like a constant channel i always need to channel our our mental centers and sync up <laughs> right. yeah yeah there's a certain spray to the seven wing mm -hmm. that i'm repulsed by i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you oh yeah you're six wing five fix aren't you mm-hmm <laughs> Special don't you remember that's what makes me special uh, yeah that's right that's where all the brilliance is coming from is that yeah. five wing on the six yeah. face. that's the one thing the only thing she's got she's <laughs> yeah. she's got the yeah, one thing i have who said that one time i don't know some what? idiot online somebody was like uh trying to dunk on alexandra somewhere and there they said oh well the only reason she's like smart is because she has a, a five wing on her six fix or something <laughs> well no i don't think oh, i don't think anyone said that i think they'd made some other comments uh about why you know coming up with reasons why she was smart and i think somebody had pointed out she's also bermuda and then we started joking around and and riffing on and, and then we said like no it's actually the five wing on six fix that's yeah. or sub wing overlay or sub wing, <laughs> sub wing yeah. over you know, something like, just go as granular as possible <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's got to be six wing five with the five wing four sub wing sub wing right. yeah. clearly clear i mean how could you mistake me for anything else you know it's, it's because she's one four five overlay of course <laughs> right and puerto rican you gotta yeah. combine yeah. the two <laughs> Totally. Yeah. It's the it's hair. It, the hair picks up everything. It's multi-directional signal yeah. channeling. Floofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got it all. I really do. Well, another aspect of this six needing to like go over every possibility, kind of like a I like almost see it as like a like a Rolodex or something where they're just like <laughs> is like um like interpersonally I'll see a lot of sixes that uh will make a statement or do something and then need to kind of call themselves out on doing it as if to say mm -hmm. like, Oh, I saw that, you know, like I saw the thing about myself mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm like in, on my end of things, I'm just like, just talking to somebody I like or something like that. But they'll like, Oh, well, sorry for this thing I do or this, you know, and it's like this six will have this thing of like, Oh, well, uh, if I call it out or if I like see it or something, if I name it, it's, 
I no, I've got it. I see it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like letting me like yeah. letting me know they see it, and it's like I see that you see it, but it. Well, they're trying to preempt being blamed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to get ahead of the. You know, you're gonna call them out on it, so they're gonna they're gonna call themselves out, and they also do it like by insulting themselves. Like I know that someone might mm-hmm. right, talk shit about. My, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll do it first. Right. Yeah. They're over anticipating the bad thing that people are going to say, so they just get ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. It's also just like showing you that they already know that so that they can't be caught because the bad thing would be to to be, how do I say this? To be called out as not knowing what is obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Something like something like that. Maybe that's not the right phrasing, but the self-deprecation is, I'm going to say it first so that um, I cannot be like, I don't know. So the bad thing won't happen to me yeah. because you think I didn't know that already. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Partly gets into the collective thing again, too. Sort of like uh, needing to catch it. I don't know for everyone or something like that, or on mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Part of uh, so I'm, I don't know if, how far I'm going to get in it, but uh, I've been working on a kind of like basic Enneagram book that's like basic and deep, covers like basically every topic and all this shit. And because everybody's like, what what book would you recommend for just the Enneagram in general? And it kind of is like embarrassing to be like my book, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and so to actually like make my own book that would be for that. Mm. Um, so anyway, I was writing about the essence qualities and it kind of like occurred to me that um, like, all right. So, for example, if, if like the essential quality of like essential power. Eights don't just want to feel powerful. I think on some unconscious level, eights want to be like the power of the universe. Mm. You know, they don't like, and that's why like our, our egoism and narcissism can get all like so crazy because there's some kind of, like if you're getting in touch with essential power, it's not just, it's not like your power. It's like your mm-hmm. identity is a part mm-hmm. of this aspect of essence. And, mm-hmm. you know, four wants to be like, the depth of the universe or whatever. And so I think with six, um, six wants to be like the, uh, I wrote, six doesn't simply want to know if something's true or not. They want to be the universe's eyes that see what is true and real. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's like that, like that energy kind of does get at what six is going for is yeah. like that, that real, like all seeing mm-hmm. eye, which gets kind of attributed to five, but I don't think it's, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a six thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, I think you guys have used the word insight for five, and I think that is more true for five than six. Like six is more concerned with truth, like the just the right. objective, just the harbinger of truth. And we can get to the seven word, but I think seven is innovation. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just like that as a distinction between six and five because I think a lot of people, especially that mistype as five say that they're concerned with truth when truth is not necessarily a five thing yeah, like so. at all <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um lots of fives are just like five is actually just like, way in obscurity it's subjective actually yeah mm-hmm. like yes. in the extreme <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's like actually truth um in a in a certain way like is a contaminant yeah right it, if oh, i'm no. if i if it's too yeah. true uh i can't see originally anymore yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my 
my originality will bend too much toward the objective and I will lose my true vision and I'll be yeah. blind. Yeah. Well, even like the word true, like it feels like, you know, we're all just, reality is all made up. And so true is what a bunch of people just crystallized on. Absolutely. And that's not really, it's too late. It's already moved past that. <laughs> So no, it's absolutely. Like it, it feels irrelevant because it's like, all right, enough people have decided that this is real. Then there's, we've already moved on to something that will become true once everyone else decides that's now the true thing. So it's like, it's not new. It's not original. So it also true also gets at the, the thing we were talking about with five relative to having a kind of smallness. True is this big giant universal cosmic true right it's a wide pan, you know panorama as opposed mm -hmm. to specific well it's something. it's kind of you know like so on one hand there's sort of two levels like because with with emica can you say that again can you say that again you cut off just for a second oh sorry yeah there's there's two levels kind of that we're talking about because like you, what you shared emica is the five fixed perspective that like anything people come upon or think they know is like true is pretty arbitrary and actually you can see right through it and it's all false you know and it's it, it's it's both like i mean i think that is accurate at the same time as it's it is like a mechanism for keeping exogenous influence out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at the same time there is like um i don't know i feel like there's like you know David, what you were, I don't remember what you said, but it was like pinging me on. There is like a, um, a big true mm -hmm. that five does kind of acknowledge by its omission in a certain way of, uh, like, like it is too big for my insect body to handle the pressure of, or something like that. Does that make any sense? Yeah, mm, yeah that's interesting. And also, it's, I mean, it. By omission, it serves as the starting point to veer away from. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. But, Alexander, you were uh, deeply uh, giving profound, um, how do I put it, uh, disapproval. Oh, our... yeah. <laughs> what are you disproving? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with anything, but it's just like hearing you guys talk about like, oh, whatever, what is considered true has to be bullshit or however you guys framed it. It's just like really puts into perspective of like, oh, I'm the six fix because that is insane. That is like crazy <laughs> lunacy that will just, you, well, that's like how flat earthers got here. Well, it's, it's on one hand, it's recognizing that. All right, it's not like a five fixer is going to be disagreeing with gravity or or whatever. Like it's recognizing that there is an objective truth, but that that objective truth at one point was on the fringe of it was a new discovery and it yeah, crystallized until eventually it became an objective truth for everyone. And so it's kind of like saying there's there's truth that it is newly emerging and i want to find that i'm not disregarding the objective truth but it's like that's old news uh everyone sort of sees that but you know i'm sure like when the discovery that the earth was round first came around people were getting killed for it because it was too uh it was on the edges of what people understood yeah. at the time mm -hmm. and so i think five is sort of like saying yeah cool we everyone understands this but 
what's the what's around the corner you know and uh can i find that that feeling of landing on something that's around the corner of something that we all understand already is what like the five is going for so it's not I mean, it's not like completely disregarding everything something that we all understand it's like but it would be cool to find that next thing, you know? It would be cool yeah. to find that insight that nobody has seen yet. Yeah, and it's it's not giving, like you're saying, it's not giving up on, like, there's that there is an objective reality or something, but it's that people's maps of reality are going to be bullshit. You know what I'm it's saying? It's outdated. It's like, everyone understands gravity is real. Like, can we figure out what the next thing is going to be? Well, it's kind of like even with our Enneagram stuff, where like everybody's kind of got the Enneagram wrong, you know? Like we're getting on, like let's get up to the cutting edge of because mm -hmm. everybody's map, every the collective map of the Enneagram is like really wrong. So like let's get more to the like the original creative shit that would show what the Enneagram actually is, because we do believe in an Enneagram thing. Mm -hmm, it's just right. that everybody's map of it and and way they hold it as in them is is flawed. Yeah, Alexandra. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, touched a nerve there. But it, it's, it also feels like, all right, we can just keep going over the same idea, like, you know, the sexual instinct. It's like, all right, here's a thought experiment. Let's see if we can find new words. Like, we already came up with words last year. Let's see if we can find new words that sort of open it up even more. So that's sort of like, it feels like this endless drilling of five of like, all right, can I find a new portal into this thing? that illuminates it in a different way than what was already established. And it, it, it doesn't feel like that can ever end. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Do, do we properly address six? No, we just keep talking about five. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one track five thing going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one directional, uh, what is the orientation? <laughs> Um, Do we need to talk about Toxic 7? Are we going there? I think we properly addressed 6. David's you know. ready to move on. Or at least this yeah. is just like where the flow is going. I'm ready for seven. 7. Fix wants to move on. <laughs> yeah, what is the fear? How, do they, yeah, how what does is the, the 7 fear, David? experience fear, David? <laughs> the fear is... Being bored? <laughs> not enough options. I want possibilities. Uh, I don't want to be stuck in only one choice or place um i mean i've described myself as a freedom junkie so there's a um I, I want the full rainbow of color options tones flavors i don't know if i'm getting it what if you just had like what is it what what comes up when there's just boringness for one thing he gets mad at the sun <laughs> what was that? Mm -hmm. Putting an end to a vibe <laughs> that you like. Yeah. Um, what happens when there's just one thing? Um, well, I mean, I'm just imagining it. It uh, well, it's frustration. It just feels like I need to. I want to jump out of my skin and and end it all because it's it's just not acceptable. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a, from my perspective, there's a certain like fear of a punctuation mark that seven has and even seven fixes have. And also there's like this image of um, like parallel universes that seems to really appeal to 
seven and seven fixed just to a certain degree of like okay if this world and this map and this you know orientation isn't working we'll just skip to like it'll be this one it'll be like the the like list of possible ways that um things could be understood just like need to keep multiplying mm-hmm. you know and as far as the map goes this is not original this is from alice who's in the group i can never remember how to pronounce her last name nuccio Nuc- something like that i think Nuccio. Nuccio. Um, this is her insight as a seven fixer. Um, she says that where sixes are trying to understand the map, you know, and like borrow from other people's maps, and um, five is trying to build their own, create their own orientation. Seven is imagining what's not on the map, like mm-hmm. what's like what needs mm-hmm. to be added in certain ways. That's that's my mm-hmm. um, interpretation of it, but. Yeah, I think her framing of like having to imagine what's what could be mm-hmm. imagining what's not on the map yet, I think is mm. like a really good framing of seven. The other piece too is that what I'm generating in the mental center or what you are, whatever I'm involved in, I, I want it to be juicy, interesting, entertaining, titillating, get me high, you know, like this isn't this could be effervescent and interesting or something or provocative and if it's not like i mean this is seven unconditional positive self regard uh like why aren't you being interesting why aren't mm-hmm. these ideas titillating me interesting me juicing me up mm-hmm. that kind of thing tell me if this seems accurate to seven but when I thought of this, it kind of got me in touch with what I feel like is a like a sevenish terror, which is that like the mental center is to help guide us and orient us to basically things that are good, right? Things that are good for us, like food or whatever we want, you know. And so part of the the, the thing is like like the mind um, recognizes there's a difference between what is good for us. And what's enjoyable Mm -hmm. and there's kind of this like clash between the two often because often Mm -hmm. what's good for us is uncomfortable like you know like lifting weights or eating spinach or uh going through some kind of suffering or whatever it's like there's this constant almost divide between what in a sense like makes sense from the mind's point of view like the good thing is going to feel good it's going to be good we're going to have some good you know and the bad <laughs> thing's going to be bad but it's like you know and often the things that are the most good feeling and exciting and juicy uh lead us to ruin and exactly. and all these things and there's <laughs> yeah. like you know it's like i mean even like um oh i'm i'm hungry like oh let's i got an apple on the in the fruit fruit basket yeah. and i take a bite of the apple and it's like there's this kind of discrepancy where often the mind's anticipation of the apple's taste is so much better than what the, the reality yeah. where it's just like this like mm-hmm. you're kind of like blasting off and then dragged back into chains on mm-hmm. and it seems yeah. like there's something there in the seven yeah i mean it's reminding me of like the buddhist uh whatever basic statement life is suffering right and so part of what that means like if life is uh soul school that you're you know incrementally with each life getting to some better place or something or some higher consciousness uh seven is 
avoiding a lot of that suffering piece and the good of suffering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you experience um, part of the seven fear? Like something I'll notice in some sevens is they'll have this sort of orientation towards like what's exciting and, and fabulous and whatever. But, and, and they have the unconditional positive self-regard reframe that they're very exciting and fabulous too. But they'll actually be very boring. And I think that there's like a fear that they are part of the matrix of boring. Mm-hmm. Do you do you experience that, or do you think that's accurate? <clears throat> well, I I have that. I mean, I think that's also from some other angle. That's also a nine thing. Nines oh, right. often yeah, yeah, yeah. have the fear that they're boring, uh, and so so I have it based on that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably said it before on the pod. I have the sense of as a nine. I don't deserve to take up space unless, seven, I am bringing something interesting, exotic, new, provocative, colorful, etc. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boring interest versus interesting thing, it seems, pretty, seems mm-hmm. pretty strong for sevens. Like, fear of being bored, fear of yeah. being boring. Uh, so that whole entertainment machine personality is entertainment. Like, you have to be entertaining to yourself at the very least. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of, Emeka, similar to what you're describing around the five-ish protection of creative space. Like, mm-hmm. seems like seven, like eight, has, and, you know, there's, there's the line to five stuff, then there's this, the eight stuff, which is like, the aliveness is dying. Yeah. Or being mm-hmm. suffocated or yeah. choked out. Yes. The, the interestingness. And so I feel like... This is really dumb, but if you've ever seen like the Empire Strikes Back, uh, when they like land in the asteroid and they realize the asteroid is like actually got a, it's like this a lot this giant space worm, and then they like fly out and you see like the the jaws of the space worm closing and they like fly out through the jaws. It's like mm. I feel like like Seven has this experience of like like have you ever fainted and like everything starts to get like kind of blotchy in your vision and darker and more limited and narrow. Hmm. like there's this thing of like the seven kind of like crawling out of hell as the the mouth to get out of hell is like getting smaller and smaller like the caves collapsing more and more and it's sort of like you're feeling your own body becoming more weak and your senses dulling and you're like trying to just clamor out as fast as you can it feels like something like that well that's getting at the seven thing of not wanting to be trapped i mean that's like a trapped kind of image like it's I'm just about to get trapped, so I need to keep running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it's, for me, the confusing thing with seven is like trapped in what? Like, there's some, like, I understand mm-hmm. boring is that that is like the human manifestation thing, but there's like something about that that doesn't, I don't like understand <clears throat> well, why it's specifically that manifestation. Like, I wonder if it's like a being trapped within what is already, you know, like there's like, there's nothing. Nothing more is coming, Mm. you know, because like a thing that I experience with seven is like, if they like something, that something has to constantly be a generative thing or they lose interest in it. Like if it's a static thing, eventually they will know it and it will stop stimulating them. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I guess that, that overlaps with the whole creativity 
um, mm-hmm. things are dot the creativity, you know, like the interestingness is dying or something like that. But I wonder if it's like, yeah, like a fear of being limited within what is within well, reality. Maybe one angle on what you're saying there is seven is the assertive type in the head center and you know assertion is go energy it's push Mm -hmm. energy so if i'm limited to just what is mentally um there's not sort of a i don't know a, a willful push into what i want and what i'm after or something yeah it's this feeling of a sort of fantasy that if you find something that's good that you like then that thing has to the future has to be it has to start building on itself like you have to start seeing what's around the corner that's the new interesting thing it can't just be Mm -hmm. cool now and we're staying here it's like let's plan out the next year (laughs) let's plan this trip you know it it, that's going to be six months from now so it's like you have to keep creating the fantasy or bringing the fantasy into the present. And so uh, that's what it feels like, that sevens are always living in the future of trying mm-hmm. to cr- create this ideal fantasy. Um, or even just talking and thinking about it is, is like, it can't just be here. Like, I have to make sure mm-hmm. that this is going to stay interesting. And interestingness yeah. is bringing the fantasy into the present, trying to make that fantasy happen. Yeah. The well, rocket, the rocket thruster needs to stay on. Yeah, going yeah. somewhere. That's yeah. what it feels like. I'm, I'm still kind of on with Alexandra though. That of like, like I was like, what is like when the cave collapses? What is that? What does the cave collapsing mean? Because I understand they don't want it to collapse. They got to yeah, keep it, right. keep the rocket right, going. Right. But, um, it seems that there's got there's some connection to, uh, the five sense of smallness in its own way like the sense Mm of uh inner poverty and having nothing you know like five is like i have nothing i'm just a little little insect uh and it's it feels kind of similar to that where you know that gets into the voraciousness of gluttony of like Mm -hmm. i have to keep putting something in my mouth because like i'm actually like like it's it's like the smallness of five morphed into the like the scarcity remains but it's like in a different flavor of scarcity where there's mm-hmm. like a deprived, I think five feels deprived of like a beingness in the world mm-hmm. and ability to be like robust. Whereas like seven, it's like there's a dep- deprivedness of, I guess, nutrition, nutrient. Yeah. Like what can mm-hmm. be, what could they can feed on? Yeah. It's kind of like a experience yeah. seven too. I kind of like how this image of like everything <laughs> that a seven could behold is like, like a molecule with oxygen in it and it's like as soon as you like engage with it it's like you're sipping up the the molecule but then there is like no regenerative molecules mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the in the things yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting and that also makes me wonder about the line to 5 if a different way to understand like a a move to the high side of 5 is to get in touch with your own sense of generation you know versus just being consumptive yeah, which is that's good. often how I experience that's seven. Really it's just good. like they just need to consume, consume, consume. Especially being assertive types, like I think assertive types are going to be really a lot more focused on like what is external, like what is like mm-hmm. 
already out there and like not necessarily the tangible world in terms of self-pres, but like what's outside. They're out, right? They're mm-hmm. they're pushing. Um so there is a sense that like what needs to be I don't know, like the material to work with is already in existence. Right? And so the gluttony comes from the sense that eventually those like resources and that like sustenance, that external material is going to run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're like so impatient with what what is, what is the word you use there? You you nailed something that I said, and then my my brain the lit regeneration. up. Regeneration. Yeah, yeah. So they're like so consumptive that they don't oh, let yeah. anything regenerate, <clears throat> and they're almost yeah. like eating the regenerative <clears throat> soil as it goes with that assertiveness. So they're impatient about the the creativity that those things can can yield because they're just. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also I think them. Like I think it's like what they can yield too. Like, totally. I'm yeah. I'm specifically thinking That's seven good. core. Like I think seven yeah, yeah. fix has like a certain flavor of it. Yeah. But there's like a especially fixated sevens. I just don't see a lot of output from them. I see totally. a lot of consumption from yeah, them. Absolutely. Um. And so I think I, yeah. I wonder if the line to five is like moving into it, moving into well, generation. Yeah, locusts to like yeah. One way to frame this too is with my overlaps thing, you know, looking at the head center, like SPSX and five overlap, six and self preservation by itself overlap, and then seven is social sexual. So, kind of what you're saying there in a way is it's got that self pres blind thing of kind of not knowing what would really be nutritional. And mm-hmm. just going yeah. for the cotton Crackhead. candy Skittles, you know, uh, bubble champagne bubbles, and it kind of indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. Being, yeah, 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 totally. yeah. Just going for the candy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and also everything because it doesn't right. quite sit with its own um, sense of like savoring something or just yeah. like mm-hmm. like processing and, or something in order to know like what has a lasting effect. And doesn't sit with what would actually, you know, uh, give me nutrition. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. Well, I feel like this got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this is a good series. We could do anger. Maybe it's a little fresh now, but we could do body center anger uh, next time, and we could do shame heart center, and even get. I would find better language than shame, even I think, because that's confused often with just like being socially. Right. Humiliated yeah, or something. Yeah, a lot of social types relate to that. Yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of nines relate to shame in the sense of nines can have some version of shame just from taking up space. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 Right. Cool. cool. That was fun. Yeah, it was good. We did right. seven fast and that's that's how we wanted it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we spent with. way too long on five and that's how they want it too. <laughs> There's a lot there to explain. Go. Yeah, we did we had a stream. <laughs> There's a lot to explain. <laughs> I mean you could probably say a little bit more about seventh year, but yeah, that's mm. it's no, hard I'm to understand. Fine. Like I get six fear. Even five fear makes sense, but seven fear some in some weird way is hard to find. It's harder to find. Yeah, it's interesting too because sometimes it's, it's hard for me to. It can sometimes be hard for me to like understand where the fear comes from, but I feel it so palpably with seven, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. like constant 
chase, 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 consume, yeah. consume, consume. It's like, Jesus, you think mm-hmm. you're going to die if you sit still? What do you, oh, you've heard of death? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, we felt yeah. that at the last New York zone. <laughs> like, <laughs> hardcore. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and... yeah, so it's interesting when I hear Seven not relating to fear or anxiety. I'm like, yeah, you better reflect on that because you're riddled with anxiety. <sighs> that happens a lot where I uh, see, yeah, Seven, Seven Fixtures, like, I, I don't feel anxiety, but they're like, you know, manically, like, chain smoking while they're mm-hmm. doing t- fucking three people yeah. at once and, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's like, yeah, it's like the anxiety feels different than our, like, usual... Like, I'm realizing, for example, like, as a, you know, I have, like, an an anxious attachment style, like, from the Mm. attachment theory point of view. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel like anxiety feels. Like, it comes up as anger or it comes up as Mm. feeling taken advantage of or feels like some other emotion. But Mm. it's at core anxiety. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the, the seven... Anxiety feels like a manic episode. That's yeah. that's what it feels like. It's, it has a very intense frustration edge to it. Yeah, it's really overwhelming. I think I've me. said it before, but the uh, there's with seven. There's also like uh, an allergic uh, response. I mean, this is core seven that I notice it in, like an allergic response to death. Kind of like you were just saying. There's a thing of. So they're wanting to infuse more life into things than is necessary. And so that mm. has a manic, you know, that there's where that energetic sort of anxiety is so manifest in them. They're, they're just, they just keep running because they're trying to aliven everything when everything mm. already is alive or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. How are y'all? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. Good night, guys. <laughs>